0: i am cassie Hulse, and this is gathering 262 and i'm here today with bethany james hi bethany thank you so much for coming and doing this thank you for having me i'm so excited yeah it's gonna be awesome um why don't you go ahead and tell us about um just who you are where you're from why you're here okay um, uh well i haven't been here for long i
1: got here in april Um, Here being Provo. Yeah, uh, Utah specifically. Oh, Utah. Mm Okay. So I moved down to Utah in April, um, like April 24th, I think. Um, I'm originally from Washington, Washington State, specifically Sammamish. I've lived there all my life. Um, And it was kind of a tradition for my family members to move down here um, and to do college and I never wanted to do college, but I wanted to do, um, trade school and stuff like that. So I found a really great cosmetology school, Aveda Institute. Um, and so I applied for that, got in and I moved down here. Um, and now I've been going there. This would be like, I think my teacher told us that we were like halfway through our first phase. Um, so yeah, I've been here for only a short amount of time, and it's been pretty nice. It's been nice to get out of the same weather and the same people and all that. Um. So, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty young. I'm nineteen. Um, I want to be a hairstylist, and I also want to do dog training on the side. I love animals, so. Um. Back in Washington, I was running my own little tiny little business for myself um doing dog training. I really enjoyed that. Um, I have two pets at home that I couldn't bring with me um yet unfortunately, I'm hoping to get them soon. What are they um so one's a dog her name's echo she's a bully breed mix. Oh. I love her dearly, but I've only had her since January, so I haven't had her for that long. And the one's a cat, Zelda. Yes, named after Twilight <laughs> Zelda, the video game, because that video game is bomb. Um, and she perfectly fits the description. Well, it, d- it depends on which video game you're playing, because some Zeldas are like, help me, I'm helpless. And some Zeldas are like, fighting warriors off. She's that one. Um, <laughs> so I've had her for about two and a half years now. Um she's my feisty little cat. I miss her so much. I miss both my pets yeah, so much. Yeah. Um siblings? Yeah, I have I'm the youngest of five, including me five. Um, so I have four older siblings. Um three of them are married, one with kids, and one just got back from her mission. Um and she'll be down here in August along with my other sister. So, yeah, I have a brother. um, Ammon, he's the oldest. He's married to Liz. And then I have Emily. She's married to Caden. And they have two little adorable babies. Love them. One just turned four. Um, Callan and Dorothy. That's their kids. And then I have Melanie. And she's married to Colby. And Christy. She just got back from her mission. So, Um, and then Emily lives here in Eagle Mountain, um, and then Christy and Melanie will be coming back down here for school, so I'll have some family, and I had family originally, my dad grew up here, and my mom went to school here, that's how they met, my parents met here in BYU, of course, (laughs) you know, regular member love story, um, And then I have – so I have grandparents and aunts and uncles. So it's not my first time being in Utah, but it's my first time living in Utah.
0: Um,
1: So it's definitely been a change. I've definitely struggled with it a lot. I think, like, this is the most I've ever turned to God within these past few years because I didn't struggle with much. You know, I said my prayers regularly and all that. But I didn't, like, genuinely turn to him because, like – My life was so simple back in Washington, had a job, had my pets, went to work, came back home, took care of my pets, went to sleep, repeat, you know, it's like the same thing. And then, you know, moving, moving your whole life after 19 years of living in the same state with the same people, seeing the same faces every day, and then like completely different without your pets, without your family, all that. So it's definitely been a challenge living in here living here, and I've um, definitely, like I said, turned to God a lot, and, like, sometimes I'll just be, like, sitting there, like, pleading, I'll be like, please help me, like, I don't know how to do this, and, but it's been better, Um, and then I've noticed, like, obviously, turning to the scriptures has been really helpful, and it's amazing how you can, like, be thinking something, and then go to the scriptures, and all of a sudden, like, Nephi will be going through the
0: same thing, or somebody else, and I'll be like, oh, okay. You know, he's dealt with it too. We all good. That is awesome. I love that. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about like the specific challenges that you've had, like coming to Utah? Like what's, what's been the hardest part?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm, like I said, I'm fully open. I highly struggle with mental health. Um, my dog and my cat were my emotional support animals. I know like everyone's like, you don't need to. They genuinely did such different things for me. Um, I have really bad social anxiety. So my dog, I was able to take um, her, obviously, in dog-friendly places. She helped me a lot. And then at home, my cat um, was just used to, like, helping me with, like, anxiety or depression or whatnot. Um, And so they did completely different things for me. And I was, like, with my cat, like I said, for so long. So it's weird to not have any... Like support like animal support in my life that's been a huge, huge challenge. I've really, really struggled with that um because i've had i've had I've always had emotional support animals like the funkiest ones too I've had a chicken before I had a guinea pig. I just need an animal and they work for my emotional support yeah. um so like the house I'm living in is my my family's house, and they don't allow pets, which really sucks. Um, it's your family's house? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, and so it's, like, the first time that I've ever gone without pets, and I also worked with pets as well. I worked with animals, and I also did horse riding lessons, so it was, like, my whole life was, like, evolved around animals, and so it was, like, go to work with animals, come home to animals, go to a fun activity with animals, and then, like, go to Utah, no pets basically unless you see them on the street or at the park um yeah so that's been really hard it's been really strange like not to come home and like hear animals or see animals you know so that's been a huge struggle for me um I I'm not one I'm not the kind of person to make big friends, of like, big friend groups, I usually make independent small ones. Mm -hmm. So I have, like, one or two really, really good friends at a time. Um, And so I had one amazing friend, and I was able to, like, build a really, really huge um, relationship and friendship with them. And so then moving away, that, like, that kind of – that was weird because I spent all my time with them. So I was constantly with people and I live in the house alone. Um, And so like, yeah. yeah, And so like going, I mean, there's school, there's church and now I have a job. um, So that's people, but like my house was always bustling with like activities. So animals or people or guests. And then I went to my friend's house all the time. And so um, the feeling of loneliness has been a huge trial and, Being able to, like—I mean, not being able to handle the big change of moving without my pets has been a big trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been angry a lot of the time because I feel, I feel like just things haven't worked out for me. And a lot of the time I, like, blame it. I, like—Satan gets in my head and tells me to blame it on God, but it's really—you know, I then I tell myself, like— This is God's plan for me. And in in the talk we just heard on Sunday, like, God's plan is different than the one you made out for yourself. So I have this plan for myself, and I want everything the way that I want it. Like, the slightest inconvenience, I'm just like, ah. Um, And so I. that's also been a big trial is, like, turning my anger towards God instead of, like, asking him for help and that's what I've been like trying to be better about obviously is asking God for help instead of like asking God why Mm -hmm. like asking God how instead of why um, is what I've been trying to do recently Um, yeah I I don't know if I'm answering any of your questions I feel like I'm rambling but no
0: this is great so um, for our listeners, they won't be able to see your beautiful fingernails. <laughs> they look great. Thank you. Yes. Um, what so just I just bring that up because I wanted to ask like what are your hobbies like?
1: Oh. Yeah. Um, so obviously anything that has to do with animals, I love going on drives, so that's been a big mm-hmm. thing. Like I yeah, you know, one thing that's really helped is like in Washington, I always had the same drives. I always went the same place. So now I have, like, this whole new territory to, like, make new drives and make new places to go. So that's been super fun. My favorite drive right now, like, the one that I've made is, like, through the canyon to Heber. And then, like, there's really pretty mountain to go up and then just back. Um, but that is a long way, but, like, I love driving. It's one of my favorite things. It um I always say that it's, like, it's the best way to feel in control when you're feeling out of control. Because, yeah. like, behind the wheel, you make your own decisions, you make your own pathway, you choose where you want to go and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I honestly highly recommend that, like, to anybody who's, like, feeling out of control and they're like, go on a drive. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you don't like driving, just pick your own music, make your own pathway, like, pick where you want to go and you'll feel a lot better. Um, so, yeah, I like going on drives. I like beautifying myself, so I like getting my nails done um that's kind of it honestly <laughs> um i I because I want to go to cos I mean because I'm in cosmetology school I obviously really like hair um I've been like doing it since seventh grade. I started like just braiding like the choir girl's hair in, mm-hmm. in my middle school and then ever since then it like kind of grew um I like to read and write I like to sing. Um, I have, like, categories of drives, too. Like, if I go on one where I'm really angry, I probably won't sing. And so my goal is to, like, be on the drive until you start singing, and then you can go home if you want to. <laughs> but it's like I have to start singing, and if I don't sing, I cannot go home because uh, that means I'm still mad. So, um, yeah, honestly, that. Like I just – like I said, I I was used to living in such a patterned life that hobbies were just – I guess, involved in everything that I was doing. So, like, I, you know, it's hard to say, like, oh, I specifically like to do this. But those are the most, like, those are the biggest things I could think of.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, Could you tell us about your journey with your testimony? Yeah, so... When I was little, obviously, grew off of my parents. I didn't
1: really know what a testimony meant. I was just going along with my parents, doing the things my family was doing. Um, I don't remember necessarily, like, when it. I finally branched off sometime within middle school to high school. Um, but it was kind of, like, the realization of, oh, I... I have to have my own opinions and my own beliefs and my own, you know, testimony about things. I can't just stick to my parents because what they believe or how high they believe it may not be the level of belief I have. And so I need to like, I need to find that out for myself. Um, So yeah, I don't remember necessarily when it started. Um, But I've, I've always had really small, but, sure things that have happened um, probably the my first like thing of the testimony was the Holy Ghost um, um yeah the Holy Ghost is like the absolute like the first thing that I had a testimony on um, because of a share a story which I'll share in a minute and then obviously you know God and Jesus Christ and um, and then like the prophets, and the scriptures, but I'm still. Those are things that I'm still working my way up to. Um, I cannot say that I'm like a great scripture reader. I cannot say that I'm great at listening to general conference all the time. Um, but I'm like I'm working my way up to that. But absolutely, the first thing that comes to mind is my testimony on the Holy Ghost. There was a day I will never ever forget this story, um, but. I loved my word at home. They had the sweetest people. I felt like I had a billion moms. Like, everyone was so sweet and just loving to- towards each other like most people are. And, but there's this one specific woman, Tammy Ard, um, who I had a really great relationship with. She was my young women's leader for such a long time. Anyways, like, I was sitting on my computer one day just doing my little thing, and um, I don't know what I was doing. I was probably just playing video games or something, and... Suddenly in my head, something tell, tells me, text Tammy and ask her how she's doing. And I was like, what? No, like, she's fine. I don't need to text her. So I continued playing my video games, did what I was doing. Again, text Tammy and ask her how she's doing. And, like, it was, like, a voice in the back of your head that's, like, clear but not clear. Like, you could hear it, but it was something that could be, like, you know, easily swept away, and I was like, no, she's probably fine, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, like, it's probably just anxiety, you know, continue doing my thing, again, text Tammy and ask her how she's doing, and I was like, why, like, why should I text her, she's probably fine, she's probably doing okay, you know, this is so silly, and so yet again, I just, like, walk it off, do nothing, and then again, like, really strong, text Tammy Ard and ask her how she is doing, I'm gonna get emotional sorry okay and I was like fine fine I'll text her so I text her I was like hey you know just reaching out just wanted to see how you were doing and I told her I loved her and told her I was thinking of her and she like told me something along the lines of like she was having a horrible day and nobody noticed it and nobody like said anything to her and not even her kids, not even the people like around her. She had a horrible day and she didn't think anyone was like listening or anyone, anyone was there. And that like me texting her was like one of the biggest things because, you know, I I hadn't seen her all day. I didn't like talk to her at all. And so it was like a really big deal for her. A really big deal for me. I've like, I remember sitting there like, what? Like, I was like shocked. I was like, there's no way there's no way. But I also never would have said that's a coincidence. Like, it's it's not. It's just not a coincidence. And that was, like, I genuinely believe that, like, that was the biggest part of the testimony of the Holy Ghost. Because I was, like, you can't explain that. Like, you can't ex- – that's not – that doesn't physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever. That doesn't just happen, you know, where people are having a bad day. You don't see them all day. And you text them out how they're doing. Like, maybe – once in a blue moon, but really, no. I was like, that That was nobody else except the Holy Ghost. And there's been other times where, you know, it's really hard to differentiate, like, the voice of the Holy Spirit or your voice because they sound yeah. the same in your head. Um, and so, like, I've been trying, you know, throughout that, I was trying to always, like, listen, like, more carefully and not um, not just, like, brush everything over the shoulder over my shoulder I was like I'd I'd hear it and I'd do it just in case even if it was silly and there'd be a lot of times where like I would say oh text this person I did and they were fine you know but at least I did it I list at least I didn't brush it off anymore um and there's just like and um another time Was I brought one of my not really active friends at the time, um, to a, like a baptism of the dead. And yeah, she wasn't super active. She wasn't really super interested in the church anymore. Like she just didn't really care. And I remember like sitting there with her at the temple waiting for it to be our turn. And I like hear sniffles and I look over her and she's crying, like bawling her eyes out. And I was like, Are you okay? And she's like, I, I just feel the spirit so strongly right now. And I was like, what? Like, you know, and I don't know why that's a big deal to me, but it's like, it was because I didn't really think that, um, she, you know, she was interested in hearing that or like wanting to, wanting to let the Holy spirit in, but she was just bawling. And we were like 12, like she was, we were both young and she was bawling. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, wow. Um, and yeah, she was like reading a book of Mormon too. And I was like, the Holy Spirit must be super strong for you to read a book of Mormon right now. But like, it was just, I was shocked because I didn't think that she was interested in that anymore, but it was still really cool. And there's always been like so many things where like safety issues, like, um, where all my thoughts will be like, Hey, don't do this and I won't do it. And I'll hear something bad happen. Like, I'm I'm a pretty distracted driver sometimes. I have ADHD. I look around all the time, and I've never gotten into an accident. Knock on wood, um, and I've been driving for like a, a while. You know, ever since I had my permit with my dad, but um, I haven't gotten into a single accident. And it's crazy to me because I'm I have so much ADHD. I always look around at everything. I look at like if there's a if like there's an animal on the road. I'll be like, oh my gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. But every single time there's that moment of where I could get into an accident. Something always tells me, look up, look up, look like swerve to the right, swerve to the left or do something. And like so many times where I absolutely could have gotten into a collision and I did it because I just like listened. Like it was just like, get off your phone real quick. And I'll be like, okay, you know. (laughs) But um, yeah, so my mom always said like, because she hasn't really gotten to a conclusion either, that she thinks that her great grandma's in like the passenger seat with her, and I'm like, that's cute, but I don't really have any like dead relatives to be in the seat with me, and so I just think it's like the Holy Ghost tuning in with me and my driving and just letting me know, like, hey, you're not gonna die today, no, ma'am, you know, <laughs> something like that. But so that that's my biggest thing is having testimony in the Holy Ghost and and um. My friend that I was talking about, the one I just had built a relationship with, he is a new convert of the church um, because I was telling him about it and um, he was interested in the lessons. I told him to meet with the missionaries. He met with the missionaries. Um, It started with my family always does these like really fun Sunday dinners. Like every Sunday we just have this, invite all of the family and have a delicious meal that my dad cooks. And so when I started hanging out with my friend more often, I was like, hey, you should come to Sunday dinner with me. And so he went to Sunday dinner, and then I was like, hey, next time you should actually come to church with me and then Sunday dinner. And so he went to church and then Sunday dinner, and like at church, he's like, you know, I'm interested in in learning more. And I was like, okay, and, you know, introduced him to the missionaries. And like I said, he had the lessons and he was converted. And obviously there's like something in me as well that helped him get there because it's like if I didn't have – some influence of God or Jesus Christ or the Holy Ghost in me, like I don't think he'd be interested. Like if I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm coming to church, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like if you want to meet with the missionaries, you can. But it's like there was obviously some part of me that made him want to do it as well. And so um, I feel like I don't give myself enough credit with the testimony that I do have because it's still growing. Um, so I have, you know, the testimony of the basic things, but there's always so much more to learn and, and, and there's so much more to, for my testimony to grow, you know?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So you were telling me, um, before we started our interview, Mm -hmm. um, about a conversation that you had with your mom, Mm -hmm. um, just speaking of like growing testimonies. Mm -hmm. Like, can you tell us about that? Can you tell me again?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, um, I was telling Cassie that... Um about how my testimony is little but big. Like it's little and it's still growing and as I get older it's growing. Whereas my parents they have humongous testimonies. Um and, you know, they they've had time to grow and I haven't. So the things that my parents would be willing to do for God is not necessarily something that I would be ready or prepared to do in the moment. So um the story she's talking about is I was with my mom and I don't remember how we got into this topic but I was telling her like you know mom I have a, t- a faith in I have a faith and testimony in Jesus Christ but I just don't think it's like as big as yours and she's like what do you mean and I was like okay well l- like let's say this you you have five kids but you've always wanted 10 and let's say a miracle happened and you were finally able and ready to have another like an Able and ready to have another child and you had that child. And what if God came down and asked you to give it away or adopt it or do something with it? Like that wouldn't allow you to keep it. Would you do that? And she's like, absolutely. And I like sat there in shock and I was like, I just don't get that. I don't get it. Um, I was like, like I said, it, it was a very heated argument. Like she was very emotional. I was very emotional. And I just like could not understand how my mom would be willing to give something up that she wanted. And she was like, "What you wouldn't?" I was like, "No. I like I at this point in time in my life, I do not think that if I, you know, let's say I was finally able to get the opportunity to have my pets back and and God came down and told me I couldn't have them, even though they were right there in front of me. I'd be like, "No, sorry. I'm I'm taking my pets back." Like, "No." You know, um and in that moment in time, I felt like my testimony was so little compared to hers, but that's just because I and hadn't, you know, it, it is little, but it's growing and hers is huge and still growing. And so, um, but it was just interesting to me, like how, you know, how someone was, how she was willing to give something like that up for God and how I don't think that I am prepared to do that quite yet. And maybe in a few years I will, maybe in a few years I won't, you know, I don't know right now. But it was a pretty intense conversation and she was getting very emotional, like teary eyed. She's like, like how on earth could you say you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't give this up for God? And I was like, just because I you know, material things are sometimes more important and that's something that I have to learn like god gave me those material things and you know and that's what I'm all, I've also been learning is like i i i sat there for a moment and i understood her point of view and i was like well that is true that god gave you the ability to make children he gave you that ability and so it's like i i, I was it was a little easier for me to understand where she was coming from but that's still something that i have to really like sit down and ponder and pray about and read and you know continue to grow my testimony to even come close to saying "Yeah, absolutely I'll get rid of anything for you Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to be like that like I saw my mom's powerful faith and I was really moved I really wanted to be like her but I just at this time I just I couldn't do it you know Mm -hmm.
0: I think it is so cool how you recognize that part of your of yourself of your testimony of knowing like I'm not there yet, mm-hmm. I don't know if I will be mm-hmm. um I hope that I am, but mm-hmm. like, who knows mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. and just kind of recognizing like you do not have to be willing to like like <laughs> God doesn't ask all of us to be Abraham,, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, He asks us to be us, mhm. And he gives us commandments. And thank goodness that it is not a regular commandment to, Mm -hmm. you know, sacrifice your child. Mm -hmm. And luckily, Abraham didn't actually have to sacrifice Isaac. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I love that it's like, God, he he loves you where you're at. He loves your mom where she's at. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, like we don't all have to have the level of testimony of, you know, being, you know, willing to sacrifice our children in order to like go to the temple Mm -hmm. or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, God really does just appreciate what we have, what we're able to give. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also really appreciate your, like, it's funny in the last interview we talked about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset and um it just it sounds like you also have a growth mindset with your testimony you recognize that um it's it's changing Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i love that thank you i was gonna share this
1: as a testimony a long time ago um But it was about, like, the power of God sending his love through beings or things like that. Like, you know, him using me to get to Tammy. I also think he uses it, obviously, with animals. Um, So one story I can think of is, obviously, I mean, I have my emotional support animals, and they are, like, absolutely a form of God. Like, Mm -hmm. I have no doubt about it. Like, that they just have pure love. Anyways, um, I... A while ago, I used to have horrible anxiety attacks, um, like horrible, horrible, like out of bed, almost gagging over the toilet, like so sick, so anxious, um, anxiety attacks. And I remember this one specific night um, and we had just gotten a new cat, like, and she wasn't used to like me going up in the middle of the night. I wasn't used to her. Anyways, so I went out of bed from an anxiety attack, it was like 1am and I was super sick, went to the bathroom and I was like sitting there like crying so, so sick. And I was just like, I hate this. Like, I just want to go back to bed. I want to go back to sleep. And I was like sitting on the toilet and all of a sudden, like I hear like little scratches at the door. I was like, what is that? And I opened the door and my new cat, her name is Zuzu. um, My new cat at the time, like comes running in starts meowing at me and like, you know, traces her, traces her body around my legs and like rubs up against me and purrs. And like, I sit down and like, I start petting her and my anxiety attack just goes away. It just like goes away. And I remember like sitting there, like, sure. I was grateful that my cat was there, but I was like, I was just thanking God over and over again for sending her like, you know, cause he can send himself through many things to help comfort and Like, I I didn't know this cat very well. I didn't know that she liked... I was like... Was like that. She was super shy at the time. She didn't really like going up to people. And, like, I was like, Oh, my gosh. Like, this cat loves me. Mm -hmm. But it was just amazing how it just vanished. Yeah. And all because, like... God sent this little cat to come running into my bathroom and, like, help me with my little anxiety attack. And I remember I really wanted to share that in a testimony meeting, but I was too nervous to go up. But I had it in my notes for months and months and months at a time, and I was like, mm, I'm not going to share it. But, oh, well, i always remember the story. Um, but, yeah, I I just, it was really great, like, how... Yeah, well, that's also kind of why things have been difficult for me is, like, being around animals, I feel like I felt God's love, like, ten times because of all the animals and how amazing and sweet and cuddly and loving they are. And I feel like just all all creatures have just, like, this little loving presence Um Except mosquitoes. They can they can go no away. We don't need those in our lives. Anyways. But so that's yeah, like I said, that was that's also why it's been really hard is being able to be surrounded by all these animal and godlike creatures to like nothing.
0: Yeah. Um
1: but yeah, I just I, I genuinely think like one of one of the biggest gifts that God gave us was animals and their you know, their being they're being created for us. Um And I've always – I feel like my testimony was also strengthened just because of the love of animals. Like, they don't have to act like that. Mm -hmm. They they can't speak to you. They can't, you know, write. They can't, you know. But that's – like, what they do for us is what God gave them as the ability to do for us, if that makes any sense. Yes. Yeah. So that's also why I love them. And, yeah, I think – that's also where a lot of my testimony came from. Is just like, why on earth would God put such amazing loving creatures on this earth if he didn't love us, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't think, I just think that's so silly. Right? But
0: Well, Bethany, just for our final question of the interview. Um, I'm ready. Yes. Okay. So the question is, what do you want your posterity to know a hundred years from now? Um, I want them to know
1: like sooner rather than later to build their own testimony instead of building it just off of me and my future husband's testimony. Because I feel like my parents, I don't think my parents ever really tried to tell us like have your own specific testimony because I don't think they knew. Um, And I'd be like, I'd tell my children as, you know, as soon as they could, you know, just this is what mommy and daddy believe. And this is what, And I like, there's all these things in this church for you to believe and start to believe in. Um, And so like when little kids in the family ward come and bear their testimony, sometimes I think it's, you know, their parents asking them what to say. And sometimes I genuinely think it's like them doing their best. Um, But I want my kids to like try and understand their testimony before they just like go off of me and my husband's testimony. Like I want them to be able to understand a specific thing at a time. Um, and I, I also want them to know, um, that it's okay not to have a huge testimony immediately. Like, I feel like I'm, I always felt kind of wrong that I didn't have such a huge testimony at my age or whatever like even when I was younger I was like should I be believing all these things and I'm not and I like I always felt wrong so I want my kids to know it's like okay to be slow at gaining testimonies it's okay to go at one specific thing at a time it's okay to not have as strong of a testimony as I or my husband do. It's okay to figure out all of that stuff and sometimes be upset with it and sometimes not, you know. There's, like, a few things in the scriptures where I've, like, I've read that I've been very upset with because I just didn't understand it because um, I was so used to reading the scriptures with my family and just, like, brushing it everything off. And it's, like, it's okay to be, to have your own, willingness to learn about specific things Uh, instead of just like you know you don't have to just have a testimony immediately off the bat when you can like it's okay to be 35 and not and still not have a humongous testimony it just means you're growing each and every day and it's it's better to grow than to just give up on everything if you if you know if you if you don't think that you have a good testimony you know you can't just sit there and be like I don't have as big of a testimony as my mom, so I'm not going to grow it anymore. Like, no, just continue doing what you can with the time that you have, you know. And so I really enjoyed the talk on Sunday just because, like, I feel like lots of people think that, you know, that that gating a testimony is just a to-do list. And I also want my kids to know, like, it's not a to-do list. It's something, like, Why would you want to continue going to to this church if you don't believe in anything? Like, you need to have a strong faith to understand yourself why you continue going to church. Like, when I was little, I was like, oh, I'm going to church because mom and dad go to church. You know, I didn't want to feel like that anymore. Like, when I was able to drive and make my own choice whether or not I went to church, I, I wanted to have a specific reason. I want to go to church because I want to hear these talks today. Because I want to feel the Holy Spirit. Because I want to take the sacrament. Like, what, whatever it is. Like, it's really important to have a reason to want to be there. Instead of just, like, oh, my friends are here. Oh, my mom told me to go today. Like, have a reason for yourself, not for anybody else. Because it's, like, um, you know, having your mom tell you to go to church is a reason. But it's her reason, not yours. So, like, having your own reason to be there that day. Yeah. Um and knowing how important that is.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Bethany, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. This (laughs) was awesome.
2: I learned that one of the Hebraic meanings of the word Israel is Let God prevail. Thus the very name of Israel refers to a person who is willing to let God prevail in his or her life. With a Hebraic definition of Israel in mind, the gathering of Israel takes on added meaning. The Lord is gathering those who are willing to let God prevail in their lives. The Lord is gathering those who will choose to let God be the most important influence in their lives. For centuries, prophets have foretold this gathering and it is happening right now.